Never let nobody curb me, they don't deserve me. Should have really bought the Burberry last Thursday. Wear different colored jerseys. Every and welcome back, folks. Uh, it's been a little bit of a hiatus. Sorry for the, all the content fiends out there. We, I've had a little bit of pickle. You know, I've had to take a step back from the game. I've had a lot of pickleball priorities, but I am absolutely thrilled to get back on the shot today, and with none other than a guy who I think is equally excited, Chris Gertz. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I can't wait to cut it up with you for the next hour or so. Dude, me too, man. I, I gotta say, I wouldn't dispel a notion right now. I, I'm, I'm always, no matter how shitty my team is doing, and this year we're bad, I'm always down to talk shop at any time. It's honestly just like it was really just more of a logistical issue. And you're the first guy who's like really been interested in coming on. Everyone else is kind of just, you know, I haven't heard a lot of uh, uh, clamoring for pod. So I'm just thrilled to get get back into it. You know, give me some, give me something to take my uh, mind off my own team. You know. Yeah, we had that Sunday lined up a couple weeks ago, and then you pushed it back to Monday, and I was all ready to go, and then Tom Brady laid an egg and Joe's defense outscored my Tom Brady, Chris Godwin stack by eight points for him, eight points or nine points So that. I woke up, and I couldn't even believe it. Like, I was rubbing my eyes, looking at the score, and I went, wow, and it ruined my whole day. So, so you went to bed confidently thinking, like, oh, I got this win here. Oh, yeah, dude, I, it's so hard to make it through the Sunday night games when I've been drinking all day. <laughs> it's like, I got work tomorrow. It's, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, that, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to put, it, this would take so much time, but I've always wanted to pour through our archives and come up with, like, our top 10 worst beats or top five worst beats. And honestly, that one has got to be at least in the top 10 and, and has a shot at the top five. I mean, Oh, yeah. It was, it was much worse than when Bennett beat me by point one points because we both were in the 140s or something, and it was just so exciting. And this one just hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it just hurt. I mean, you yeah, like, close beats are one thing because, you know, you're literally like, oh, if this guy has two extra yards on a, you know, on a run or something, I win. But, like, I mean, if I had, like, those unexpected gut punch losses where it's like you go to bed and it's like, oh, good, I got my win, and then you just realize it's taken away from you, <sighs> man, it hurts. It hurts. I get yeah, that. Yeah, at least uh, this last Sunday, Spears was nice enough to just put me out of misery in the first quarter. Yep. Yeah. You go to bed at a reasonable hour Sunday night. Well, and that was kind of the thing, too, about the – I kind of had a similar experience with, like, even though Lamar did his damnedest, like – so I stopped watching the game once Lamar had that fumble at the goal line. I was like, okay, fuck this. Like, oh. Brutal. And I'm like, okay, I can't win. Like, this game's over. And so I, so I went to bed knowing that I had lost, or, like, expecting to have lost. So even though, like, Lamar actually did his damnedest, and I, I kind of wish I would have stayed up just to see him do so well, um, it was far easier to wake up. It's like, oh, I, I scored a lot more points than I usually do. But uh, I was like, it, to come out with a loss, it's like, okay, yeah, that's what I expected, you know. Um, yeah, I hope he's very tired this Sunday from last week. I, you know, well, he's got some sort of sickness. I don't know what's going on. He's he's been like non-COVID related sicknesses, like two out of. He needs to take some emergency or something. I feel like he's always got a little bug. I know he it's so like bizarre. I, I I it's really weird how often he's just like out. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird. I I I hope his I hope he's comes out healthy on the other end though. But. Before we get into all the NFL fantasy talk, of which there is a lot, we got to talk some personal and far more important. You're going to be a dad, my man. Congrats! 
Thank you. Yeah, we're very excited. Uh, we've been trying for a couple months now, and then the news hit, and I just I couldn't believe it. Wow. We're excited. Not nervous yet, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a life changer, obviously, and I just I can't wait for it. So run us through for the folks at home here. So did how did you discover that you were gonna be a dad? So Sophie texted me. Well, I knew, so, I mean, obviously you got the four, four and a half week period of the menstrual cycle. We won't right. get into all of that. <laughs> the birds but, and the bees. Go to PE class. So I knew, I knew the time was coming up and it'd been a few months. So it's like, it could either be a really good time or a not so good time. And then she just asked me if I was coming home from work and I got home from work and it's, it was a couple of weeks before our birthday. Oh, that's so she fun. opened the door uh, and she said, uh, I have to show you a surprise. Uh, your birthday present got here early and I'm home from work. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense, but okay, let's go. So she had me close my eyes, walked up the stairs and she had got this big white poster board and wrote on it. You're going to be a dad with balloons and wow. Uh, had the, the positive test there and then had me uncover my eyes while she was videotaping me. And I just looked at it for a second. And I looked at her and put my hands on my head and just like, are you serious? Like it was like uh, Jim from the office when he finds <laughs> out with his head on, hands on his head. And yeah, so she has a video of it. Ah, it, sounds, it was just, what a day. Sounds like a great moment. So now I know you're a bit of a crier when it's, did you choke up at all? Did you nope, well up? I didn't, I didn't cry. I okay. am a bit of a crier. I mean, I wear my feelings out on my sleeves. That's what they say, right? It's a Gertz boy. You Gertz boys are hey, both I like mean, that. There's nothing wrong with a grown-ass man crying. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, ma'am, that's great news. You're going to be a great dad. And the first guy in our group to to wear that banner. So congrats, my man. That is is wonderful news. Yeah, I appreciate that. So we got about six months left. Uh, Left all checkups have been good. Uh, Genetic testing for, like, any chromosomal defect or anything like that is all clear, all good. Good. Everything's moving along. Great. Ten fingers, ten toes, and health, man. That's all you can ask for. Well, great. Well, that's awesome, dude. Yes, and I guess this also explains, I know you got your real estate license. I'm sure, like, you know, it's a very, you're a smart guy. I'm sure that those uh, were somewhat related. So how's that going? Any news there from the real estate market? Uh, it's, it's going all right. I mean, it's still pretty hot. It's just starting out, trying to get your name out there. I totally. got one guy at work who's a client of mine. He's just trying to buy up cheaper fixer-uppers to rent out or flip. So it's, it's, I mean, it, it's been a little slow right now. Yeah. I, I was much more motivated when there was no football on on the weekend. <laughs> fair, fair, yeah. That makes sense. It definitely, yeah, because, I mean, you, you work a full-time job, so you're, most of your work will take place on the weekend, so. Yeah, yeah it'll come. It's, I mean, I'm just looking to do two, three deals a year. Yeah. Make an extra eight, ten grand fun just money. Puck like, nothing, I'm not trying to quit my job. Yeah. I feel well, like. I am, but <laughs> work sucks. Work sucks, right, Spears? Oh, man, Spears. I got to say, seeing your... <laughs> when someone put in the group me that you yawned at like 8.45, I've never felt a group me message so internally in my soul. I was like, here it comes, brother. It hits us all like a ton of bricks, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not fun. It just gets worse, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, Spears. It just gets worse. Um, on hap- 
happier related notes on things that hopefully will be getting better here. We got a lot of weddings. So you mentioned, I know you were at Will's wedding I wasn't able to make. And then, you know, we've got a bunch of weddings coming up here. How, what are your thoughts on all the, uh, how is Will's wedding? Everything going good there? Oh yeah, that was a hell of a weekend. We actually had Adam Schaefer's wedding. Sophie and I had went to oh, that nice. the same day. It was in the morning, so we spent a lot of the weekend driving between New Albany and Columbus, just going to like Adam's meet and greet Friday night, and then going out with the boys to the bar after um, after they were done with their rehearsal dinner, and then I actually left my suit in South Carolina. <laughs> We were, yeah, we were about 30 minutes away, and I just looked at Sophie and went, oh, shit, did you grab my suit? Cause she, <laughs> she always does that. So I, I, she just takes care of things, and I just expected that she took care of it, but I was the one that brought the bags down and didn't go get the suit. So I called uh, Eric Green. I was like, hey, man, you got an extra suit for me? He goes, well, I got my jacket from prom, but you probably look like a bit of a buffoon. <laughs> And then nobody else but Billy Responsible comes through and brings me his extra suit. And Billy. Say, it, it, it probably hurt Bill to see how much better I looked in his own suit. Than <laughs> I'm sure it did. It was nice. It fit perfectly, man. We're the same size. and Yeah, it was, it was good. So Billy came and clutched their suit, button-up shirt, all that. Shout it out was, to you, Billy. Great yeah. job. Wedding was beautiful. Venue was beautiful. The bar was beautiful. He had some good liquor. Oh, that's great, and, man. Yeah, yeah it all looked, the boys. It looked like a great time. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, we're, we've had Bennett's, we've had yours, but we got we got a, quite a few. We got Ian and Dan next year. I mean, it's, we're, like, our so our friend group is much later getting married than Leslie's friend group. A lot of them have gotten married these past two years, and we're, I feel like, about to enter into it, and I think next year really kind of kicks it off, you know? Yeah, I can't wait for their wedding. I assume I'm going to be invited to dance because he asked for my address. There you go, man. I'd, so, I'd say you're in. I mean, new baby, two weddings. Um, it might be tough to make the draft next year. I know that we have a wedding on Labor Day next next uh, next year as well. So there'll be some conversations to be had. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I know Ian Kyle mentioned that he had a Labor Day wedding. I obviously had one this year. It's going to be, uh, you know, th- these are things are going to start to get a little bit trickier once we have, you know, once we start having kids and all these sorts of things. And we'll figure it out. We're an ingenuitive bunch. But, yeah, it'll definitely, like you said, we just got to have some conversations. I've been watching The Sopranos, and I anytime oh, that they, God. anytime that there's shit going on, they always go, yeah, we got to have a sit down. And I, I, I like, I like, I say that now, like, hey, we got to have a sit down. And uh, that's what we got to do. Yeah, I bet you do. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do have to have a sit down. Oh, and I will say, like, three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, I texted Alex just out of the blue. I was like, that's why Alec wondered if there was an iron at the Airbnb. That is correct. Yep. That <laughs> That is correct. Yeah, Spears put the same thing together. He was, uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, I think overall, like, it's, it'll, you know, there's been a lot of, like, creative ideas. Ian Kyle, in particular, has had a lot of fun ones around, like, you know, the weekend of, or, like, we do the Thursday, or we do, like, a cruise or something. There's a lot of, a lot of interesting things we can try out that we haven't done yet, you know. So, honestly, I just think this presides, provides an opportunity for us to just get a little more creative, you know. Um, without further ado, let's get into the meat of things here. Uh, let's start as we usually do with the NFL. 
Let's start with your Panthers. You're the, the biggest Panthers fans in our group. I'm, I'm thrilled to have a Panthers fan in my life. I got to say, I didn't even know they really existed. And uh, oh, here we are. People. I guess so. I guess so. You're, you're a good representation. So tell yeah, us. Yeah, the Panthers. Tell us what they, it's like uh, from the camp right now, from Panthers home base here. Right now, it's not great. I mean, the first three weeks, it was good, dude. I had my vacation request in for Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> and, I mean, I think it's safe we can cancel that now. Sam Darnold has shown up. He, he single-handedly cost us the game last week. Rough game. It, it was absurd. Three interceptions. He's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He, he's been good and bad. He needs McCaffrey. He needs a safety valve. When he doesn't have that, he just panics. Um, it's true, man. But the defense, man, the defense is really surprising. So last year, they spent all of their picks on defensive players, and they found some – they got some good nuggets. I think it's – oh, God. I think it's it's Derek Brown. I don't know. I don't remember his first name. I think it's Derek Brown. Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. The defensive lineman from Auburn, he's been great. They got Jeremy Chin, the safety linebacker hybrid. He's been great. He is good. And then, as sad as I was, that they didn't take field. J.C. Horn, that kid can play, but he broke his foot. Uh, he's going to be out a while. Oh, God, I got something in my throat. <clears> throat. Excuse me. And then, Stephon Gilmore, baby, for a six-round pick. I don't care that he's almost 30 or 31, whatever he is. Yeah. He's a baller. That's what we need. We need football players, right, Bill? Amen. And that kid, that guy's a football player. Well, and the, the thing that too, it's not just like acquiring a good player in Stephen Gilmore. It, it's one of those like intention moves. It's like, hey, we're the like the, the, the in that mind, it's like we're not messing around here. This isn't a rebuild. Like we're going for it. You know, like I think that. I think that this is a Panthers team that, like, they think that they they can win the Super Bowl. You know, honest to God, I Dude, get they're that. They're in every single trade. Yes. Like, the front office, Big Tepper, he, he's calling everybody about everything. I, I'm not a big fan of that corner they traded for, CJ Henderson from the Jaguars. I remember watching him last year, and he was just awful. But, hey, maybe he, he's, got, he's got a good guy to learn from. Yeah, that's true. And so the, we'll see if he can get it together. You, and you bring up, I'm glad you said Tepper's name because, I mean, so this guy, for folks who don't know, came from a hedge fund. Um, he received a, in 2012, he received a $2.2 billion paycheck, which was the world's highest for a hedge fund manager <laughs> at the time. Um, and I believe, I you might have to fact check me, this was half-assed internet research, but I believe in his office he had a literal giant hanging pair of testicles in his office. Um, and that's just the type that of... That would be such a boss move. I mean, that's just how Tepper is, man. This guy, like, he does not mess around, and I... I, I think that he kind of, like, the owner... It's just like, I feel like the owner, sometimes the team's kind of like suck off a little of the energy and i think tepper just he swings a big old big old cock around you know yeah that's what they need man and i think that rule is going to be fine some of the stuff they've been doing just doesn't make any sense like why give robbie a two-year like 21 million dollar extension and then throw him the ball twice a game i mean he he was on my roster too long just because a little fandom but he's he's on the wire if you want to scoop him up for a zero dollar build or zero dollar bid bill, maybe keep taking that move. <laughs> but um, it's just 
some of the stuff is crazy. Yeah, that was odd. The whole Robbie Anderson, I actually thought that was a great... You know, there was a lot... You know, Robbie Anderson and Darnold had the Jets connection, and you... It, honestly, one of the more surprising, like... I was definitely surprised by how little they've, like, targeted Anderson. Yeah, really... dude, and they force-fed him the ball last year. Yeah. Like, he was running the underneath stuff, and they've completely switched. Maybe that's because they went 5-11, and 11, and they're like, hey, we have DJ Moore. He's nice. He is nice. He is nice. <laughs> Talk about a target hog, man. He just gets... He gets fed the ball, and I mean, yeah, the Panthers. I gotta say, they are uh, a far better team than I expected. And honestly, like, you know, are when you think about like the Panthers conference, like, I, you know, they probably can't win it with the Bucks, but I mean, they could be in, they could play in the wild card. You know, they they've got that, they've got the opportunity to do so. You know. Oh yeah, they're on the upswing. Even if they just finish at above like five hundred or a game above five hundred. They're moving in the right direction. That's a great point. And speaking of moving in the right direction, a team I did not expect to be doing that, the Bengals. I got to eat some crow on the Bengals. Uh, I really did not think they would be this good. They really, I mean, the the, the Packers-Bengals game, either, neither team wanted to win, but they've looked, <laughs> they've looked far better than I expected. You know, it's been really surprising. For me personally, yeah, I was I was very surprised, especially with Burrow only getting three snaps in the preseason. And yes, I just thought when they came out, their offense was going to be a mess because they didn't get any time together. They got a lot of new faces there, but they've done a great job. Burrow, Burrow is he's a freaking leader because I know it's not Zach Taylor doing any of that shit. He probably called a quarterback sneak on fourth and one. <laughs> and Burrow checked to the fifty-yard play just. I don't know. I know he's only in his second year, and he's, what, 23, 24, but coach yourself, Burrow. Just take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' book or Ben Roethlisberger's book and call your own shit because Zach Taylor ain't going to get it done. Yeah, and you know— I still don't like him, dude. I just—I don't like him. When I look at him, it's like, what did what did he even do to deserve this job? <laughs> I feel you, man. And, and honestly, you know, I always just evaluate teams by head coach and quarterback, and I thought it's like— I had no faith in Zach Taylor, and you have Joe Burrow coming off the ACL. But I think Joe Burrow's kind of special, man. Like, I, I think he can – I like. I don't know if he'll ever be, like, an MVP quarterback, but he'll certainly be, I honestly think, at like a top five guy once he hits his prime, you know, in the next two to three years here. I just think he has that swagger. Yeah. He's very smart. He, 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 I just think he sees the game the way an NFL quarterback needs to, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I just want to make this perfectly clear that I am a Bengals fan, people. <laughs> I like the Bengals still. Um, I, I just I don't understand why that got so twisted. Yeah. I like the Bengals. They've been my favorite team for a long time, and now they're second. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I feel you, man. I it's uh you know good on the Bengals. I got a freaking signed AJ Green jersey hanging on the wall. <laughs> I'm a fan, baby. Yeah, you little you know. Ooh, ooh what that happened? That brings me into AJ Green. Man. Oh, it's, he looks good. He's he, got some juice. He's got juice, man, which is incredible. So you know, this is the thing. Like you know, some you have these guys. Like the NBA had like Blake Griffin when he was playing with the Pistons, and he looked just washed as hell. And then he goes to a team where this is like actually good, and he looks great. He becomes like a really good role player. And AJ Green does the same thing. My God, he looked terrible last year, and now he's like a legitimate contributor and might be like the wide receiver too for one of the best offenses in football. 
Yeah, I mean, according to Tom, he might be the one on that team. Tom hates him from Diop. Oh, God, but, yeah. Not a good team. Yeah, last year was rough, too. He had so many uncatchable balls, and you could tell he was visibly frustrated, and that can't be good, like, going into a game already being upset. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's just a great example of, like, what a change of scenery can do for a guy. I mean, you know, he was clearly unhappy and just needed needed a fresh start, and they got one in Arizona, man, and he, he looks great. He looks – it's really kind of been fun to watch him. And he just, like – I think it's kind of fun because you have, like, D-Hop, who's just a, a cyborg. Then you have, like, Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk, who are just these little guys in the middle. And then A.J. Green's just the crafty veteran, good on the outside, catches everything. It's just a nice wide receiver core. I just like how they all mesh together, you know? Mm-hmm. Very nice. It's nice. It's nice. You know what's not nice? Kickers this year. Oof, boy. <laughs> what the hell Dude, is... I hate kickers. I... <laughs> After that matchup with Joe, his kicker outscored me by five, and all he did was make extra points. Like, Ugh. I, I just... You know my stance on kickers. They don't belong. And in my other league where I'm the commissioner, they're not even in our lineups. They've been eliminated. Wow, you rule with an iron fist, huh? You said no more kickers if I'm here. No, I put everything to a vote. So the first year I took over as the commissioner two years ago, I... I didn't vote on this. I reduced their scoring. So a 50-yard field goal was worth three, 40 to 50 was two, and under 40 was one point, extra points one point. Okay. So, like, they didn't even matter. I took them to a point where they're not going to swing a matchup. Because when you have a kicker that scores 21 points. Oh, it kills you. It's just absurd that you picked up off the waiver wire that week. Usually that morning, for God's sakes, yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. I, did, I don't know if you saw, but I switched my kicker probably four times between last Sunday between Greg Joseph and Nathan Crosby. <laughs> I switched them on like Thursday, Friday, and Sunday morning. <laughs> That's and then Nathan Crosby misses three field goals. Oh like, man! Oh God! Here dude. we go. It's so weird. But it's a good thing Spears just whacked me in the face with his dick and it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, Spears' team is nice, too. I mean, that's what's weird about kickers, man. Like, and Crosby's one of them. Like, they're just weird guys to begin with. Just to be, to elect to be a kicker, you just have to have a certain disposition. And I, I feel like Mason Crosby, like, once or twice a year, he has one of those games where he just misses, like, four field goals. I feel like he's done this several times. And then he's fine. Then he writes the ship again. But it's just really weird. They're just a temperamental bunch, man. Just a temperamental bunch. Did you see? Did you see the video of the Bengals kicker celebrating, thinking he made? Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> well, oh, poor kid. I was watching that game. So, if if anyone was watching it live, at least it's a broadcast. I was watching. It was really bizarre because they showed the kick and they showed that the kick was missed and then they panned to him celebrating so then i was like oh shit did, was did i miss it like did they just win like because i thought that <laughs> is it, like there's no way the kicker would like think that he missed it or made it you know if he didn't and it was it was kind of a surreal experience and just rough man i mean it's just a rough go of it kickers and i gotta say like I kind of like that they moved the PAT back. I think it's fun. It kind of accomplished what it was set out to do. Uh, not as so much a fantasy side, but just like it accomplished what they wanted. Like they wanted it to stop being like a free point and kickers, you know, I watch now because it's very common for them to miss them, you know? Yeah, I like it too because you got a lot more people going for two. And one thing that's been pretty incredible is uh, Brandon Staley, first year coach for the Chargers, man. He's, he's been killing it. Like he's going for it on fourth down all the time. I think they're seven for eight. 
going for it for like fourth and seven in the middle of the field. It's just, it's, it's good stuff. I like to see that. Yeah, you know, it's fun too. So Leslie went to UD and John Gruden and Staley both went to University of Dayton. And Staley was actually a really excellent quarterback, I guess, at UD. Um, kind of fun fact. And, mm-hmm. and Staley's been, yeah, I mean, and also too, why we're on the Chargers, holy hell with Herbert, man. Wow. I mean, yeah, I, dude, I had a front row seat with him last year and I thought he was good, but I never would have expected him to take the jump that he has this year. I mean, the dude literally is like, if you're trying to name quarterbacks I'd want to have for the next five years, like I'd take him over Lamar and I'd probably take him over Kyler. I'm serious. And like, I can't, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the guy is just special, man. He's special. Incredible to watch. I'm glad he grew his hair back out. Yeah, he looks fine. Uh, I saw a meme. Uh, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but it was a picture of Herbert as a kid, and then the actor who played Anakin Skywalker, and then it was like Anakin as a teenager with the shorter <laughs> hair. Like Herbert had the shorter hair, and then um, with the longer hair, it was pretty funny. It was good stuff. OJ Howard with a tutty. Remember him, Alex? Oh, man. OJ Howard. What a guy. That's a quick touchdown for yeah. Tampa Bay. Tom Brady. That's the quarterback one on the year draft in the eighth round for anybody who's keeping keeping score. Yeah, he's been just electric. I mean, the guy still's got yeah. it, man. Oh yeah. So I think that's a great transition into fantasy. It certainly is. I. Uh, yeah, so uh, go ahead. You you start us off. I know. I'll interrupt I mean, you every other word like build in. While we're here, I mean, while you're, let's just do a little rosturbation. I know. Let's just start here. Your team just scored a touchdown. Um, so let's start here. Yeah, I know you've had a rough start, but you've got to, it's always weird when you're at the stage that you're at right now. So kind of walk folks through like your mental thought around your team right now. Uh, I mean, mentally not great. I'm looking at a six next to my place in the West division. You don't like to see that. I got the quad father above me. Um, we'll get into that, (laughs) but yeah, it's just, it's been tough. Couple, couple close matchups that just haven't broke my way. I mean, dude, I beat Fez by like two points week one where he put up 145. I could easily be sitting at 0 and 5 here with the third most points in the league. Man, I did so not know. Just, wow. I guess I just got to take it up with the schedule maker, which we'll get into that too. I do not think it is a coincidence I'm playing Bill the week that half my team's on by. I've got to say. You know, you Gertz boys always find a way to bitch about something. <laughs> you bitching about the schedule is is it's it's an all time. It's an all timer, man. <laughs> I'm just saying it looks a little suspicious. Can you not just see Bill sitting there high in Colorado going, "Okay, let me look. Oh, that matchup looks nice." <laughs> I mean, it, it's right now. If I don't make any moves, which I've been I've been trying to sling some deals, it's it's off. I mean, there's, there's not much to say about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I got to say, like, the whole, you know, I, I've been in your spot before. It was back in 2016, I think, where, like, my team was scoring and we just missed the playoffs. And it's it's a really, it's a really unpleasant feeling because, like, this year my team sucks, we lose, it's fine. But when, when your team is good and it's like, wow, it's, it's, it's far more painful. It's like, come on, just give me a break here. Like, it will be fine if I can, just give me a nice 
89, 90-point week from someone, and I'm back on it, you know? It's just, it's... Yeah, you think, like, oh, they can't do it again. Then, like, this last week, Calvin Ridley's out, on a, like, unexpectedly. And he's like, all right, I'll just plug Emmanuel Sanders in, who'll catch three balls but two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's, it's, it's absurd. It's tough. I mean... But, hey, that's what it is. You can't... You, this game is 75% luck. Not 75. I'd say 60-40. 60-40. Yeah. And, yeah, and like you said, those things usually bounce your way eventually. And the thing is, you do have, I mean, obviously, you have Brady and Godwin who are going tonight. But also, you got to like, a guy on your team, obviously, I got lucky this year with Clyde Edwards and Alvin Kamara being out. But D- Daryl Henderson and that Ian trade, Let's t- we, this trade didn't make a lot of buzz. We didn't really talk about it too much but man you got to be feeling good about this trade this three weeks in. oh yeah so i was i watched i mean i i consume every single game every sunday and it some of them just go in and out but he stood out to me and just i think he runs funny like just, he, <laughs> he does he no he 100 percent does gonna, he's not gonna like burn the whole team He's kind of just like scooting along, not like little steps like Kyler Murray, but he's not striding down the field either. It's just, it, it's a very defining run. But I knew looking at my roster, if Clyde goes down or Kamara goes down, like I'm dead in the water here. And Amari Cooper was a perfect trade candidate because if there's one thing we preach in the girth game, well, sorry, loser make loser face <laughs> effort. It's effort, and that game against time, I just need 10 points, which is easy. Just get a, get a few catches, break a tackle, get a cutty, and he goes out there and catches, like, two passes for 23 yards. Yep. And he's out there just fucking dogging, dogging it. Like, there was an end zone play where he was the main read rollout. He's the only receiver over there, and he's just jogging along, grabbing the defender with his arms, like, you're going to run or what, Dak? Like, come <laughs> on, man. So being able to ship him away was great. And I got to say, when that first game that Ian had him and he left in the very beginning of the hamstring injury, I felt terrible. Like, I don't want to trade to go through like that where yeah. somebody else just gets fucked over. I mean, I'd rather their player go down. <laughs> but I'm glad he was able to get back out there and get a tutty for him. And it, I mean, so far it's been an even trade, but I bet Ian wishes he had the running back now. Yeah, I mean, well, then that's the thing, too. And But before we get on to the Ian side of the trade, I think it's worth examining. Even in the moment, in my mind, it's like, and I would love to have Ian on to talk about it, because, like, the Dallas offense, there's just so many weapons. You have Gallup, Cedric Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Tommy Pollard. There's just a lot of mouths to feed. And inevitably, in my mind, it's like, of those six guys, two are going to go off. Maybe three are going to go off. So it's like... You know, and I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. And like you said, there will be games with Amari where he has two receptions for 18 yards. It's just how it's, it's just like, he's not a target hog that you like. And it's my mind, it's like, you're giving up, you're kind of getting like a, essentially like a lottery spin for a guy, giving him up for a guy who like is going to be an offense or is going to be a running back and one of the best offenses in football, you know? Yeah. I mean, the dude, the Dallas, Dallas is completely different than they were last year. Their defense is stepping up in a huge way. And I think they learned last year they can't just air it out all game and try and win by putting up 35 points if their defense is putting up so much. So, I mean, they're pounding the rock with Zeke a lot more. The tight ends in the short game are getting a lot more involved. It's, it's, it's a 
more sophisticated. I don't want to say sophisticated with Mike McCarthy as a coach. <laughs> it's it's a completely different offense this year. Yeah, so but that's why I was happy to move on from Cooper. Yeah, and but 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 Mike, I, I'm pretty sure Kellen Moore is the play caller. I don't think Mike McCarthy does any play calling, right? I'm like, yeah, oh. you're right. Yeah, it is Kellen Moore. So I think there. So like you said, like as long as Kellen Moore seems to be a really good play caller, and you know, I think that. Yeah, like you said, I just I don't think they need Amari to be like your prototypical wide receiver run, you know, and it, and then you combine that like just the like in a vacuum that's the analysis, but then you combine the fact that you know you have essentially like Ian is in running back hell right now. I mean, he literally I don't last I checked he wasn't even how he didn't have an RB two in his roster because he didn't know who to start, and his first RB is Kenyon Drake. I mean, yeah. I he doesn't have an RB1. He has an RB3. Yeah. I mean, Kenyon, starting Kenyon Drake, I mean, that is... <laughs> when your two running backs are Kenyon Drake and Blake, it's... I mean, that's a dreadful place to be. Dreadful. You know? Yeah. He'll, he'll be all right. It's just one week. He'll get off his bipocalypse that he's got right now. He, he got bit by the first bye pretty bad. He did. I know a lot of people are going to get bit next week. But the way my schedule was set up, the person I'm playing, I don't have anybody on by. So, it's not Bill. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, I thank you, Bill, for setting me up this week, though, because I, you know, like, I need a win desperately, and if you had Kamara, and even Clyde edwards O'Leary who's kind of making a comeback, I, it would have been far less likely. So, Dude, you know, his schedule is so juicy coming up, too. The Chiefs' schedule against running uh, defenses, like, oh, man, he would have been good, but, hey, Clyde's an RB2. He's not anything special. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how that all shakes out. And, you know, I really, I was a big Clyde Edwards-Alaire fan coming in, like, his rookie year. I really liked him at LSU. I, you know, I thought he could potentially be a short king. That might not be, might not be the case. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, again, like, the, the, we didn't talk about this, but the Chiefs are kind of funky this year. What the, you know, they're not, they don't really have that like inevitability that they used to have. You know, I don't know what exactly is going on there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I need to, I need to backtrack something I said because I'm trying to move Clyde. Uh, if anybody's interested, the guy's a star. He's going <laughs> to come back stronger from this knee injury. I mean, he had two out of the last three games, 100 yards rushing with like 16 attempts. He's getting some receiving work, a couple receiving touchdowns. He'd be a nice stash for one of these four and one or three and two teams that need a little running back help in the later half of the year. That's a good plug. Another thing that's, that's got that's my sales. <laughs> it's a good plug, but honestly, too, on a, on a sincere note, like, so you know, Clyde Edwards-Helaire fumbles the ball at the end of that Ravens game, costs them the game, and then the first quarter of next week fumbles. If he's on Bill Belichick or even Bruce Arians, he's not seeing the field the rest of the year. They went right back to him. He ended up having a great game. That week, it's like the one thing about it is like he might not be the most electric running back, but Andy Reid loves this guy. Like he's he's his dude, you know. I don't know what else he can yeah, fuck dude. up and not play, you know. It's, it's crazy. And that fumble against the Ravens was his first fumble college and NFL. And oh. then, like you said, so I'm driving home from Columbus after the wedding. Just hung over shit. Eight nine hour drive ahead of me, and we're watching the game. I got the games on. While I'm driving, really just listening, but when he fumbled, I had Sophie grab the phone and text my brothers and go, Quiet is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my, 
uh, Alex, Michael, and I every Sunday. It's just nonstop. And I think in our group meet on Sundays, Alex and I account for eighty percent of the chats in that group meet. You guys are locked in. I um, I'm usually not a big chatter on Sundays, and but you know now I've had pickleball, but. I respect it. I'm always glad when people are in there, and I'll throw something in occasionally if I'm feeling a little frisky. But I always, I can always count on you two to really, and like you guys just post things that are very like wholesome. It's like it's not. It's like oh man, did you see that play? Or oh gosh, what the hell's going on? You know, it's it's not like my team's kicking ass. It's usually more just like stewards of the game, just enjoying football on a Sunday. You know. Yeah, it's good. Dude. It's good fun. It is. So. It's not. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the it's not category. I mean, you know, the one thing that while while you're here, man, it's got to be said. So obviously your team, you know, you're scoring a lot, not off to, you know, maybe the record you want. But what are some other teams that are just kind of grinding your gears right now? Are there any teams out there that you're just like, holy shit? Because I have a few folks that I think we just yeah, got to talk about. The number one is, is Tommy Hensley. I mean, this is going to come no surprise to anybody. Yeah, Tom, you beat me. Good job. Way to go. You beat me too, Tom. Crazy. Congrats. <laughs> but, dude, the kid the kid is rostering three oh, – I guess Russell's on the IR. But he has Russell Wilson. He still rosters Trevor Lawrence. He has another tight end when he has Darren Waller. Um, I mean, I've been rostering two defenses all year. I don't know why the fuck I'm doing that or what the point <laughs> is. Oh, there's a Zachary Tutty. There you go, Alex. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one for my brother there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's Tom. No surprise that he's mismanaging his roster and somehow has four wins. Um, I mean, that's like a Tommy, that's a Tommy Hensley staple. Let's just unpack. Tommy always is just doing wacky shit with his team. I mean, let's not eat. We, we totally bypassed the bizarre logic he used with tight ends when he dropped Tony Pollard. I mean, that was just (laughs) bizarre. I was like, like, I read it and sometimes you ever read something and it's like, okay, hold on. Am I sober? Like what's, what's, does this make sense? Like, I don't. Like I read it like four times, and each time I was like, "I this is indecipherable. I don't know what to make of this. Like, where do I even start?" You know. Yeah, and I will say, Dan posting that poll in the group me just killed me. That was that was great when he was like, "What's more inexcusable is oh. when you started?" <laughs> Dude, that that killed me. That was awesome. Good job, Dan. I appreciate that. I deserve that. I, I, honest to God, that was such bullshit. So again, I had a fucking pickleball tournament and I'm busy. Like I'm just, I had the pickleball tournament and I'm playing and it's like, okay, I'm not even really thinking about it. And it's, if, if honestly, if Williams had, had any sort of idea that like he wasn't going to like, if he, I would have been far closer to my phone on that Sunday. If like, if I had known a guy was questionable and I needed to watch, I would have, but it was he wasn't a, questionable. He I was know. He was a healthy scratch out of nowhere. I was like, I, cause you texted me about it. And I was at like, at 425, hold on everybody. I texted him at 425 as they were lining up for the kickoff. Yeah. He, he I was, was not trying to warn him. No, he was, you're a hundred percent right. And then I looked at it and I like, I legitimately felt a huge pit in my stomach. Cause that's not the owner I am. And I was like, this motherfucker, are you kidding? And what's most frustrating <laughs> is Williams is their best effing running back. Like it's like I don't understand yeah. why they're they don't like him for some reason. I've heard pass blocking is like the issue, but I'm like, this is bullshit. You you have Devontae Freeman's old wrecked bones and Latavius Murray, who's like, 
a good runner. Like he's I good mean, in between when, the tackles. When you got thirty-one, when you got thirty-one-year-old Latavius Murray, however old he is, you gotta give him the rack. <laughs> I mean, I think Latavius Murray still has value in an in between the tackles, pick you up three yards. But my God, it's like, what are we? Do? That it did. That really did fire me up in a way that I haven't been fired up in a while. That brings me into what week did my brother and Joe play? Okay, week three. Joe trades him Madison for Latavius Murray, who oh. sits on his bench, and then Madison scores twenty points. Like you got, you got to look at that as a forty-point swing. That's I mean, not forty, but yeah, I see your point. Well, that was another just <laughs> bizarre trade, and this. I this is like the second or third time this has happened where some guy has just given another guy like their handcuff for free and it's like bro I know that Madison doesn't have that much value to me but to Alex Gertz or another guy that handcuff is worth a lot like you can't trade the guy on the value you think he's worth it's what your opponent thinks he's worth I was like dude and they stunning. were playing that week yeah, I know I was like <laughs> what is going on man and it's not like Dalvin Dalvin has ang- first off Dalvin has issues in general he's not the healthiest guy and on top of it, he was carrying an ankle issue into the game. It was stunning that he made. I honestly thought it was yeah, like, like, did Gertz hold him at gunpoint? Ahead, you know, it was bizarre. Well, I, yeah, why? Why even draft him? That's like, what. If you're just, the first opportunity to use him, you just ship him out. It's just yeah. I mean, that was a rough, rough. T- yeah, two trades we've. Man. This is great. I, I I just love it. Two teams combined, one and nine, just. On oh, I'll rip. I'll always, I'm always down to rip. <laughs> but now I know I did shit on Tom's team, but I got to say, or Tom's strategy, and I'm sure he'll, he, this is, he'll never win, but his Adams cup stack is, whoo, Nelly. I mean, that is about as dangerous a stack as we've had in a, in a few years. I mean, I can't think of any two wide receivers I'd rather have. In fact, there are none. I, there's certainly none. Yeah, it's very nice. I've been, uh, Tom and I have been talking. We weren't able to get the deal done, but I think we'll keep talking. <laughs> yeah, keep trying your best. I mean, those guys, I mean, those two plus Waller, I just, it's great. You know, and, and then he goes and He's been a little rapscallion this, this <laughs> evening. Um, but yeah, just $66 for Devontae Booker for a two-week, maybe three-week rental. I mean, I guess when you're starting running back for James Robinson and Melvin Gordon, you got to do something. Yeah, I mean, he has Damian Harris, who's questionable. But it's got to be said, I mean, I, and I, like, I said it, and it wasn't a joke. The $54, I mean... Our waiver wire movement is just, it's totally divorced from any other league that you read about. Like, they, they're, like if you follow any sites, they say, like, $100 is how much these guys are worth. And we routinely just blat two to three times whatever those values are worth. It's just, it's wild to see our market in action, you know? Oh, yeah, dude, it is. In my other league, I'm in, I mean, it's not, I'm not as close to all the guys as I am with you guys, obviously, but it's, it's, it's a reasonable waiver wire. It's like, okay, Damian Williams, 35 fab. That's, that's, I think that's reasonable. I agree. Five weeks or, 
I mean, they're not going out there and spending a hundred dollars on Elijah Mitchell, who's probably scored what thirteen points. Yeah. They'll pick them up. Just brutal. Yeah, on a guy. Yeah, I mean, it our waiver wire. But the thing is, is like it's so interesting because. Even though, like, me and you and other guys might know that, like, this doesn't really make sense, you, we still have to abide by the insane people if we want someone. It's like we just have to calculate, like, <laughs> us bidding the appropriate amount means we don't get the player. So it's like everyone just has to participate in the madness, you know? Yeah, I told my brother, I'm like, I'm going after Booker after Clyde's injury. And I started at 42 and I went to bed at 36. And it's like, oh, yeah, should have doubled it if I wanted them. Seriously. I mean, it was just. Absolutely bizarre. Saquon's injury looked really bad. Obviously, you saw the swelling, but everyone I'm hearing talking about it, they're like, this injury swells up immediately, and then it's usually a two-week thing depending on pain. Yep, exactly. And I think it's got to be said, too, that like there are the high ankle sprains that are really dangerous, you know, and I... And everything that was coming out is like, this is not that, you know, it's like, it's far more manageable. There's something about like, it's a sideways sprain is I, I, there was some Twitter doctor who was explaining it, but yeah, I would agree that like that I, I was out on the booker because of it. Cause it does, it does not seem to be like a, a season thing for him. But another example of why, like, I just don't know if Saquon, I, that's the only thing I was right on all years that I don't think Saquon is like really a game changing running back. Um, Dude, he got he got hurt in a freak injury. Did you see the replay? Like he's running a slant, the play's over, and he's yep. taking you know, after running you take that big step with a long stride to slow down. Yep. And a guy's foot just ends up underneath him. It's funny you bring this like, up. It was just, because sorry, sorry. No, I was I was just saying it's just unlucky. He gets tagged with this injury. He he looked good the last two games, man. He did look good, you're right. I get I guess it's just you are First, two things. First, you're right. It was a freak injury. The second component is when I see that stuff, I'm actually always surprised it doesn't happen more. I got to it, I'm always like, mm-hmm. with the way those guys are just falling all over the place, I'm amazed that there isn't like one of those ankle injuries once a drive. It's like, I feel like if they just, a guy just rolls up on you, I could, I could just, it's just amazing how tough those guys are. But yeah, we'll see, man. It'll be, it'll be a really interesting like you know in the, the the real interesting thing to monitor too is like you have these guys who are you know spending all these big money bill obviously has none tom has like 20 dan has 17 but then you have guys like ian kai like the ians who are sitting at damn near 100 bucks you know so it's it's definitely like a haves and the have-nots going on here, you know? Yeah, I mean, with all due respect to Emhoff, he tried to spend it all. I mean, $63 for Booker, I, I would have put that in guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair. I mean, that's what's so funny about our league is, like, it just totally fucks. Because I, you bring up a great point. Like, I'm sure Imhoff went to bed thinking, like, you know what? I overpaid, but I need this guy because I have no running backs this week. And then to get outbid by Tom at 66 is just too good. I mean, it is just too good for me, man. I couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, can it's... We, uh, what? Can, we, can we talk about Bill a little bit? And he's, I don't know if he had a big edible or something tonight, but he's been, he's been spouting off a little bit, being mean to Dan, unwarranted. Yeah, Bill's definitely feeling himself. There's just no other way around. Yeah, so I, I'm not gonna. I, I'll I'll get it out there because I'm sure that Bill's gonna tell everybody anyways. But so I'm trying to move Clyde, and Bill's got two Chargers wide receivers, 
and he's got one on the bench every week. So I'm trying to give him a little asset to sit on, maybe help him with his start sit decisions each week. And he just he shits on me. He shits like, on and he shits on me like you. You want the number one wide receiver in fantasy, who is sitting on his bench. It's like I watch him switch out Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in his lineup. I watched him do it once this week. He's probably going to do it two or three more times before the week's over, and then he's going to get it wrong like last week. <laughs> and so I'm trying to help him out there. And then, hold on, where's my phone? Let me let me oh, uh, boy. quote you. Let me quote you this text message that he sends, and then we're going to go through Bill's team a little bit. Oh, no. He's, he sends me a text, and he goes, Honestly, my team is so stacked, I don't like the idea of dropping anyone. And so we go to Bill's team here, and I know the first two names on my list, Marvin Jones and Jalen Waddle, are undroppable to Bill. I mean, gotta keep, gotta keep those guys. And then he goes, well, Jalen Waddle's a keeper. I think people are putting way too much stock in potential keepers. Like Jalen Waddle has shown nothing. The Dolphins are lost as an organization this year, and I don't see what. What really is going to turn the page there? Yeah, yeah. Tua's been out a little bit, but they they just look lost. And Brian Flores, I'm I'm sure he'll write the ship. That's a guy that can lead men. Uh, maybe Zach Taylor could intern for him or something. But <laughs> I mean, and then you look Trey Sermon, <laughs> Elijah Mitchell, who like Chris Carson's neck is going to fall off if he takes the brace off. Yeah, I feel you, man. I mean. So it's interesting because I, first off, the first thing I want to point out, you're totally right. First off, you can only keep one keeper. So like, even if you Correct. hit three in your six round six through 10, you only can keep one of them. So they're not like, it's, it doesn't really behoove you to have two really good keepers now. And, and I agree, like people just get really fired up around it. And like, I get it occasionally, but if you go look at round six through 10, realistically, there's only about four or five guys that I'm like, would be like, oh yeah, that'd be a good get. You know, everyone else is like, yeah, whatever. They'll probably go maybe a round or two earlier at most. It's like, I, yeah, I agree. I think people get really, or have like really freaked out about it and I don't think they need to so much, you know? Yeah, off, off the top of my head, the best keeper I can think of right now is probably Marquise Brown for Joe. Yep, I agree. He got him in like the eighth round or something. Maybe Antonio Brown for Spears. I'm not. I don't quite remember the round he got him. Um, I mean, dude, my keeper might be Tom Brady. He's gonna be 45 next year. <laughs> yeah, I'm he is also the number one QB in fantasy. He um, looks great. Already got 12, 12.8 points. Yeah, he already had first three, quarter standard. So yeah, yeah, he just threw a tutty to Antonio Brown. Yeah, I mean, Spears. That's real nice. <laughs> they he does look great. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I. It'll be, and it's so funny because everyone was so hating on keepers, and I'm curious to see if people end up wanting to keep um like keep the keeper system for next year. I don't know, like it'll be interesting to see. Um, part of me thinks like I think people have liked him. I certainly do, but I'm curious. What's your vibe? You think people have liked him? Think we'll go back? I'm sorry. I was reading the group me about saying <laughs> Bill again on a headache. What you said? I was just saying, do you think we'll go back to keepers or not? Um, yeah, I'm sure we will. Everybody's going to have a lot of fun with it once the season ends and the off-season. It's going to be the only thing to do is think about who you're going to keep and start planning for next year. I mean, unless you're 
Spears. I mean, Spears. It's it's funny because Spears looked so lost in the draft, and his team looked so bad, and now he's four and one. <laughs> I know how it all works. It out, is. Isn't it? Oh, this is great. I mean, I would say if I would give advice to Bill. Uh, it's funny that Ian Kyle just blasted me too, but, um, act like you've been there before. I feel like he's like on this high <laughs> that like, he's like, he's, he's not even, it's like, bro, like you, you're three and two. It's not like you're five and oh, and you, you know, like you're, you're a two time champ. Like he should behave with like, he's I literally, it's like, is he Tom? Is he Fez? Has he won before? Like, I'm so confused by his. By his actions so far in this group me i don't I, get it i think it's the weed man i think he needs to get off the weed yeah don't we all brother yeah i mean man but speaking about fez dude derrick henry just does not make sense like i cannot believe dude he breaks the... i mean i can the process was correct i mean derrick henry was amazing last year there's no way he could do it again and now he's on pace to shatter everything he did last year <laughs> i know dude derrick Henry. you have to i said this at the draft i was like Derrick Henry, you can't apply normal running back logic to him because he's not normal. Like, he's, I don't know when it falls off. Like, there are certain guys where it's like, someone is going to be early and correct on calling him washed. It's not going to be me. I I need to see his legs fall off before I would ever be like, eh, you know, I don't think he can get 2,000 yards and 18 touchdowns. It's just, I'll never say it. It's never going to happen. You're never hearing it out of my voice until he can't run anymore. He's just a freak. Dude, he has he has almost 150 touches through or 150 rush attempts through five games. <laughs> it's insanity. And he, he does dude. not look worse for wear. He's just built, and that's what I'm saying around like the Saquon thing, where I just think certain guys are built to be running backs outside of any like what your 40 is, what your spark score is, how fast you can do the shuttle cones. Some guys are just built to be running backs. Like Frank Gore is another guy. It's like. Their, their bones yeah. are made of steel. I don't know. Like, their muscles are indestructible. I, I don't know what it is, and certain guys have it, and Derrick yeah. Henry has it, man. Oh, man. Joe plugged in Miles Sanders against Tampa Bay at the last minute. Joe, oh. what are we doing here? Dude, you put him in his flex. Oh, dude. Miles Sanders is just terrible, man. Terrible, dude. Oh, you hate to see that. Oh, that's rough, man. Yeah, Miles Miles Sanders is in that weird zone where, like, it, he literally, it's like he might end up where it's like Gainwell is end up is, is going to end up being the guy. Like, that's how bad it could be there for him, you know? Oh, yeah. And, what, I mean, the Eagles have looked bad. That's I mean, they just true. They did just drive down the field on the first possession, a 75-yard touchdown. Got helped out by about a 49-yard 40 yard. P.I. call. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's crazy. It doesn't matter how bad Jalen Hurts looks. He could be horrible for three and a half quarters and then end with 22 fancy points. Yep, Jalen Hurts definitely has like the <laughs> the Matt Ryan effect going on where it's like he just kind of ends decently. It also helps that he runs all the time. But I mean, there was that game where Gertz like I thought wanted to drop Jalen Hurts and then literally ends up with like 30 damn points and it was all just garbage time <laughs> crap. But it was like, <laughs> I mean, it, it counts, you know, a point's a point, baby. Yeah, it's crazy, man. This uh, fantasy is a fickle beast. Oh, it's dude. There's nothing more fickle. It's than this. funny. Like we're sitting here at five weeks in. You're looking at the players that have been popping off. It's like, oh, dude, how did I not see that coming? It's like obviously Marquise Brown is going to be a wide receiver one with the best consistency in every of every player. Dude, in football. brutal. I know. Besides I those drops. 
I still do. Well, that's what's crazy too about Marquise. He dropped. He drops the ball all the time, and he dropped like a forty-yard touchdown against the Lions. Like he could add another 10, 50, at least another 10, 20 points to whatever he has. Yeah, I, that that oh god, that's what was brutal when I played Joe. It's like he he has the drops the week before, and then he just makes this unreal diving fifty-yard touchdown catch. Yeah, and then like a minute and a half later, real time, DK Metcalf is scoring. And I'm like, oh boy. I know, man. It's like you said. It's a fickle. It's a fickle, fickle beast. But I'll always come back. You, you, you'll never keep me away. But it's uh, like you said. It's been an interesting year. Are there any other fantasy thoughts? Anyone else you want to put on blast? Um, not anybody I want to put on blast. I'm glad to see Ian Kyle turning around. I know he wasn't having fun the first couple of weeks. I, I mean, Eckler is incredible, and seeing Eckler and Herbert get almost 80 points just them, like. That was unreal. And Justin Jefferson, he nice. He's so nice, Dan, too. Dan, Dan's also been unlucky this year, um, especially with Bennett. Bennett having three players on Monday night score, like, fuck, 95 points. Yeah, too brutal. Mark Andrews yeah, just had the day of the, his life. Yeah. And then Jonathan Taylor, like, three minutes into the game, has a 75-yard touchdown. Oh, yeah. All by himself. Dude, it was a little running back flare. Like, it wasn't a screen or anything. He just got some good blocking on the edge, and he was gone. I got to say, it's worth playing fantasy, though, when you're not watching, like, that Colts game, and then you're, like, you're watching another game, and then you see, like, and we're coming live from Indianapolis where Jonathan Taylor's just busted a 77-yard run, and that's your player. (laughs) It's worth doing fantasy for 10 years for that moment. It's like, holy shit, oh, yeah. yes, it's, a, it's a great thing. You're watching Red Zone, and they're on another game, and then they cut to a highlight, and it's your guy taking a 60-yard tutty. Oh, it's it's electric. It's absolutely electric. But you're right, oh. Dan's, Dan's had a bad beat there. I mean, it hurts that you know he blew, blew all his money on Damian Williams, and now he's out. I mean, that's, that's not ideal, which is, again, yeah, like— Yeah, dude, unlucky fucking covid bullshit yeah dude it's brutal brutal beat there and dan has really been i got it like i like making fun of dan but dan also seems to be a guy that just gets snake bit every year i mean let's not forget the tyreek hill incident when he had that great team and then that guy gets jumped remember because he had the whole mike thomas mike thomas yeah he's been really bit by some pretty rough even by like fantasy standards um issues so i'm hoping he can turn it around just for his own sake you know yeah, he's got a, he's got a nice one and four squad too. Yep, he Maybe does. He could start a club. Hey, I, 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 hopefully I can join the win, the win club here shortly, but we'll see. Yeah, I think obviously between the top teams, Tom's is the worst. What was that? By far, I said between the top teams, I think Tom is the worst by far. He just need he if one of his receivers has an off game, he's in trouble. Yeah, it's hard to be wide receiver heavy my the first year I won that was my or the second year on the repeat when I just had like cup and Amari I had like three good wide receivers but I didn't really have good running backs you're just you're just not you're very fragile as a team when you don't have good running backs because like wide receivers just inevitably will have like five six point games whereas like good running backs hardly ever are usually at least good for 12 to 14 you know yeah, which was crazy that year because you drafted two awful wide receivers. Terrible. I'm having a little trouble remembering who saved you. I, I think can't... it was Tom and you and Ty Johnson off the waiver wire for. Yeah, I can't remember. It was, was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I sold my soul to the devil on that year. I, but yeah, I mean, 
it's uh it'll be interesting to see. I agree. I think Tom's team is the one of of the ones out in front or the one is the one that scares me the least. Um you know, but it's got to be said like I still like your brother is also kind of an unlucky 2 and 3. I think he's got a really solid team, especially um you know, I know his running backs are a little hurt right now, but they're not bad injuries. Like it's an ankle injury for Dalvin, it's an ankle injury for Joe, like it's like far more manageable. Like they're not hamstring stuff, you know, or knee stuff. Those are the ones that really give you a pause, you know. Yeah, I got a the group chat with my brother kind of hurts me sometimes because he scooped the Rams up right before I was about to for their their stretch they got here against the Giants and fucking Detroit and then Houston oh, three games nice. in a row. And then he snagged Kadarius Tony fifteen minutes before I was about to pick him back up after having to pick up a tight end because. TJ Hawkstrap or Jockstrap was on the injury report. So Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Kadarius Stone was a great pickup. I I mean, especially because essentially the, the Giants are rostering a, a, a B team at this point with all their injuries. But yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be a heck of a year. I'm really curious to see like where things shake out. I mean, you know, at Fez usually I feel like he's always the rabbit team. He starts off super hot and then loses steam somewhere right around now. So We'll see if Fez can continue his his management all the way through, um, and see if anyone you know if any any other shakeups happen. One other thing I know we wanted yeah. to talk about, and we're we're over an hour here, so I don't want to. I know people get a little antsy after an hour, but we would get another little fun addition. You're not as in as as into it are the playoff percentage calculators. I think it's kind of fun, but I know <laughs> you're not as big a fan. Well, no, I mean, it's not that I'm a big fan. I just don't understand it. I'm sitting at one and four, and I have a better percentage than my brother, uh, who has another win than me, Ian Kyle, who has two more wins than me. Um, right behind Bennett, who is three and two. And like the, the other thing, the uh, final standing projections, they change them daily with like no rhyme or reason. When I was looking, dude, they changed from when we started this conversation. <laughs> Maybe it's because of the, that, that makes sense because there's a game going on. But the other day, they had you as draft day prediction 10 and you were up to eight when you're 0 and 5 and you hadn't made any moves or anything. It's, it's surreal. I got to say, I did take a screenshot when it put me, I'm glad Tom took that screenshot as 6% because if I do make the playoffs, I'm putting that right in the group me immediately. You know, you can't keep a good dog down is what I say, you know. As long as I don't see the picture of you walking me in my was totally unwarranted last year because I beat you in our first matchup and then you beat me on like a 60-yard Stephon Diggs touchdown. I did. post that. I had to. Well, I think it's because I beat you both back-to-back weeks. I think is why I posted that. No, you didn't beat me back-to-back weeks. No, it was twice and I beat you the first time. No, 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 but I think I beat... No, not you, sorry. I beat you and then your brother. I think I played you like both back-to-back weeks I think is why I posted. Again, I can't remember. But, um... Yeah, just a fun little, you know, I think it's a fun little tweak. I know some folks are, I know we might be piloting Yahoo. I have no idea if that ever ended up going anywhere. But, um, yeah, my man, dude, it was great to talk shop here, dude. I Even though my team sucks ass, it was so much fun to just talk football. It's been far too long. And uh, great to talk to someone and who kind of knows, knows my pain, at least from a record standpoint, you know. 
Yeah, and uh, early congratulations to you on your highest scoring week of the season. Oh, thank you. I'll be um, thrilled for that. I know I know that I'm not going to get any sleep with Julio Stefan Diggs playing Monday night, so I hope I'm up by like 75 points. Dude, I got to figure out the I mean, Julio with a hamstring issue. I mean, this is just classic decoy. I mean, he's been, this is like so classic of an issue for an owner. It's like, I don't think I can start him. If I start him, you know I'm in a sick, sick placement. Yeah, and you know, I I mean, I know that this is going to be the week Stefan goes for like 11 for 160 and 2. Yeah, that's how I feel. He's it's got to be coming, right? I don't know, dude. The thing, the thing I like about Buffalo is they don't mind just blasting people, man. If it's like forty-two to seven in the fourth, they're still throwing it on first down. It's incredible. Oh yeah, they love it. Run the score up. I like seeing the Chiefs get just slapped in the face last week. Oh, dude, wax. Even though I only watched the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got to be said. Yeah, I mean they. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs, yeah, they, they, they'll write the ship, but yeah, I mean, Buffalo looks like a, a freight train right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, All right, buddy. I'll let you go. Yeah, dude, it was great chatting, my man, as always, and uh, good luck with everything, and we'll talk soon, okay? You too, buddy. Good luck this week. Much love. Peace. Peace.